Like so many others, who you are is largely a result of your past. We have so many positive and not so positive experiences that we start to doubt ourselves and our place in this world. Let the healing process start now. Welcome to Shift Happens with Karin Weary and co-host Ida Serena Lee. When you start to focus on healing from the inside out, you'll learn so much more about your own health, your well-being, and your state of mind. Once you've started on that, the rest gets a little bit easier every day. Now, here is your host, Karin Weary and Ida Serena Lee. Hello, everyone. Hello, 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 my beautiful Shift Happens people. I am your host, as always, Karen Weary, licensed marriage and family therapist and breakthrough life coach. And because that is what I do when I'm not on here talking about what I do. <laughs> so, and guess what? Just because Sunday was a day that a lot of people like to celebrate in this country, um, you know, a lot of people would like to say that it's a little commercialized. Um, and yeah, I definitely absolutely agree. However, why should we just limit Love Day, which I'm going to call it, uh, to just one day? Shouldn't every day be Love Day? And so that's why in, in, in line of the fact that today is February 16th, two days after the day that everybody loves to celebrate love. Um, and this is not just love in a relationship. Uh, it's love for yourself. It's all, all kinds of love. Um, however, today I am going to focus on love in a couple relationship. Um, and what I'm going to do is I, I'm going to share some really excellent, excellent information on how really truly can you keep this relationship that you're in smooth sailing and you know, flowing and, and be a healthy, happy, successful relationship. And even if you're not currently in a relationship, these are skills that you can learn and apply for when you do get in, when you find that person that you want to spend time with and live your life with and build, you know, a future with. Because it is, in, in fact, skills. There are skills that we can learn. And um, you know, because here's the thing is that once you've done all the work of dating and doing all that, getting to know each other and, you know, a lot of time and effort that goes into all of that. And yeah, that is part of what you have to do in order to find the person that's right for you. <laughs> That's the only way is if going out and meeting people and putting yourself out there. That's all there is to it. That's the only way we get anything done. And it's the same thing, whether it's a job, whether it's anything, we have to put ourselves out in the world and live in the world in order to make anything happen. But once you've been through all of that work, wouldn't you just love to be able to make that relationship, this relationship that either you're in now or uh, you find in the future to be the one. I don't know, that, uh, that's, that's what I would like for myself because, you know, it's just much easier and better to continue to nurture 
a beautiful relationship than it is to go through all the heartbreak and the stress and the distress and the anger and sadness and all of that garbage and drama. I am so not into drama. It's way too exhausting. (laughs) And so I love to uh, have relationships where we just get rid of the drama. And so what I'm going to share with you are is real research uh, evidence that has been found through over 40 years of research that's done by Drs. John and Julie Gottman. They uh, have gotten this down to such a T that they have a 94% accuracy rate in, in determining and rating if, you know, predicting if a couple it will get divorced. That's, that is 6% away from being 100%, y'all. <laughs> so I think they've got this down pretty pat. Now, Dr. John Gottman, he was the one who started with doing this research and back in 1972, and it just has continued. Uh, they have researched over 3,000 couples and uh, in 12 longitudinal study, studies, which is 10 years or more. It's a long time just to see because you can do short short studies, but you don't really see what happens over time. So longitudinal uh, studies are really important to get a broad picture of what's happening with these people rather than little snippets. Because most people, they can, they can put up a good uh, front for a little bit, which is the whole reason why we date, right? We, we want to date for a while before we move on. <laughs> so... And what they discovered was that there are certain behavior patterns that uh, were that he then made some terms for that there are, you know, people who are masters at uh, relationships, and then there are people who are disasters at relationships. And then later on, he teamed up with his brilliant wife, Dr. Ju- uh, Julie Swartz-Scottman, and from when she joined the team, uh, that's where they then developed the Gottman method, that which is uh, developed in order to prevent meltdowns and to really help couples um, who are whether there's you know str- couples who are struggling to not struggle anymore. And what they have found is that in fact there are three key uh, pieces in what works and what doesn't work in relationships. So, you know, it's nice to be able to boil it down to something that is uh, doable, right? So, three things, if we just focus on three things, then, you know, that's a good place to start. Now, there are big pieces. (laughs) Number one is treating your partner like a good friend. This person really should be your friend, not somebody that you, you know, go into combat with and is your enemy or your your competitor or whatever, unless you happen to be, you know, a competitive person, then you can do that on friendly terms. And it's something that adds to the relationship. I know some people are very competitive, but, uh, you know, uh, unless it's spicing up the, the relationship, then, then if it's causing a lot of uh, distress in the relationship, then obviously it's not good. Number two is to handle conflict in gentle and positive ways. Yeah, that almost seems like an oxymoron, doesn't it? You know, to handle conflicts in gentle and positive ways. 
it does take a lot to do that, but we'll, I'm going to go into that uh, today. And number three is to have the ability to repair after conflict and negative interactions. So that's really important. And um, again, in the last segment of today, I'll go more in depth into that piece of repairing after a negative uh, conflict or after a conflict or a negative interaction. Because obviously, if you spend some time with someone, you're going to have, you're going to run into times where you just bump heads so you don't agree on something or there is a misunderstanding or one person triggered the other and, and it's just going to, it's just going to happen. And that's okay. It doesn't have to be the end of the world. It doesn't have to become big drama. Um, but how do you come back from that and repair to where you feel safe and, and good again? So a lot of that really has to do with, really all of this, it has to do with how do you treat your partner when you're not in conflict? And a lot of this, you know, it has to do with really showing an interest. Show an interest in your partner. Like, w- what are you doing? Um, how was your day? Connecting with your partner. Uh, we can get really caught up in the busy everyday stuff of work, making money, taking care of the house, taking care of the kids. If you're going to school, all those different kinds of things. And we can truly get buried underneath all of that and just totally lose focus. And especially, you know, when you really, uh, you know, on a really tight timeline, and especially when you have little kids, because they're so demanding, when they're little, they need you 24 (laughs) seven, it's hard to even finish a thought. So uh, that part of a relationship when you have little people, some people they get it back, you know, they get together or are they think that having kids is going to glue us together well it's going to glue you together in a way that you, now you're stuck with this person whether you stay with them living with them or in a relationship or not because you share a child but it is not it's actually really the most stressful part of of all relationships and many times becomes the part where uh, relationships fall apart because it is so demanding to be a parent of uh, young children. So, so unless you're, I, I highly recommend, unless you're pretty solid in your relationship, don't, don't start having kids. I'm, I'm just, just a suggestion because it's a lot of work. And, you know, there's the part where you have to respond. So if your partner is reaching out to you and, and they're trying to get your attention and they're trying to connect with you in something, sometimes they might be talking about something that's not part of your interest. Like, oh, maybe, you know, your partner really likes to fish and you couldn't care less about fishing, right? But the thing is that it's important. It's something your partner really enjoys. So, so, you, so if it's something that now, of course, unless your partner talks incessantly about fishing and you're just bored to death of it, then yeah, it could be over over the line. But of course, anything in, in moderation, everything is can get too much. So, so, but the point is, if you think of it that wow, you know what, my partner, husband, wife, whatever, boyfriend, girlfriend, uh, they when they go when they talk about fishing. You know, he just totally lights up and and 
if you take joy in that part, you don't have to care about fishing. It's okay. But care about the fact that your partner really loves it. And you see just his whole face light up and his whole posture and demeanor is different. Or, or you know, Because this is something that means a lot to them. For a lot of times, it's it's time to be out in nature, to be on or by the water, which is very soothing and peaceful. And, you know, to have time to think and do those kinds of things. So there's a lot more involved than whether or not they verbalize that. But usually that is what's going on when it comes to those kinds of things. And, um, you know, so... So that's the thing, again, if, if your partner is interested in something that's not something that you really are interested in, focus in on what it does for your partner and how you can enjoy what it does for your partner. Because if your partner is going out and, and doing this and they light up, guess what? And they're most likely going to come back home after being out fishing in a much better mood, Right. They're going to be happy. They're going to be relaxed. They're going to be chill. They want to share what, you know, how wonderful their day was. And you benefit from that, right? Um, and, and check in. So, you know, it could be something as simple. And here's the thing is that a lot of these things, they're really small and little simple things, but they're all important because they all add up. It's like one after another. You're building, you're building your love bank account, if you will. You have to, in your money account, you have to have more money in there than goes out, right? Otherwise, you're in trouble, which a lot of people are. <laughs> um, but it goes the same way in your relationship. You really do need to have a lot more positive interactions than negative in- interactions for this relationship to be something that is pleasant and positive. And here's something really interesting what they found out because they had uh, this place that they called the, the, the love apartment. I think they called it the love nest or the love apartment, whatever. And they had couples in there to spend the day and, and with video cameras. And you know how it is with research. You know, they, they, you know, uh, they look at every single behavior and rate the behaviors and do all that. So what they found was that the masters of partners, they would respond to uh, their partner initiating a connection or a conversation 86% of the time. Guess how often the disasters at relationships responded to their partners trying to get their attention? A mere 33%. You know what that means? That means that, you know, let's say I'm trying to reach out to you. Hey, Alex, you know, take a look at this over here. And you totally ignore me or you you blow me off. Uh, you're involved in something else. I was watching one of my favorite movies. I highly recommend y'all, y'all watch this movie. Always be my maybe. It is so hilarious. So this Asian woman, she is in, is it, it's, it takes place in San Francisco and, and that's where it starts out. These two kids, they uh, grow up as neighbors. The girl, she has parents who are very busy. They're never there. And uh, she, they, she has a boy, uh, a friend who's a boy that lives next door and they kind of take her in a lot. And anyway, so they're grown up now and she's with, she's very successful and she's with the man that she's getting ready to marry. And uh, they've been to this big event, you know, some awards event. And and they're in the limo. They each 
you know, on their phone. And she says, she says, oh, that was really nice event, huh? And a great cause. And he goes, hmm. And he's on his phone texting, going on. He doesn't even look up and look at her. Totally just, hmm. And then she goes, you know, you just see how she's breathing, like rolling her eyes. And then, then she goes, uh, I'm going to uh, play some music. Do you mind? Is, is that okay with you? And he still not looking at her at all, no eye contact, not looking at her, still his eyes glued to his phone that he's texting or whatever he's typing up on the phone and goes, hmm, again. That is a perfect example of a disaster at relationships right there because it feels pretty crappy. There was zero connection between them whatsoever. And that just... um, that just obviously does not add to the intimacy or anything whatsoever. So what are some ways that you can actually, as opposed to what this guy was doing in this movie, is by actually turning your head, looking at your partner when they're talking to you, being respectful, taking them in. You know, I'm interested in you. I'm interested in what you have to say. Oh, yeah, that was a great event. Oh, yeah, play some music. That's fine. Um, And maybe, you know, ask some open-ended questions. And you can really, uh, you know, deepen the connection between you when you ask open-ended questions, such as, you know, like figuring out about learning about their internal world. Like, what are your thoughts about this? How do you feel about this? What are some of your hopes? What are some of your dreams? What are some of your fears? What are some bucket list items that you have? You know, those are all things where you get to really know more on on the internal world of your partner. And that's what really makes that connection so much better and deeper. Now, we are going to roll into a few messages, and then we come back, and we're going to talk about how do we handle conflicts in a gentle and positive way. And in between, I recommend that you check out and come join me over at the Becoming Limitless Master Anxiety Facebook group, where I provide a lot more great value for you uh, in addition to what we have here. So find me over there. Otherwise, you can find me on LinkedIn, on Facebook, and InsightsCounselingCenter.com. That's my website. We'll be right back after these messages. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Insights Dramatic Weight Loss Coaching Program is a transformational program healing you from the inside out so you can finally achieve your healthy weight for good by resolving the underlying reason why you've been holding on to the weight. The program features nine transformational individual sessions. You'll rebuild gut health and reduce inflammation. It's not a diet. Instead, you'll learn how to make peace with food and develop clean eating as a lifestyle. Visit InsightsCounselingCenter.com to find out more. Healy is a holistic wellness device used to balance and support the body's bioenergetic field. It can analyze imbalances on our physical, mental, emotions, and energetic fields and recommends programs and frequencies to bring them back into balance. For your complimentary analysis, contact Karin Weary at 386-848-5170. Visit her website at InsightsCounselingCenter.com or reach out to her at Karin W. at InsightsCounselingCenter.com. 
Can grief be good for you? Absolutely. It gets your attention, helping you evaluate your choices and relationships. Your losses define who you are. Tune in each week for Good Grief with host Cheryl Jones. Our show features those who have made incredible transformations by grieving their losses. You'll learn how to find your courage and strength. You'll discover the important things in your life and how to let go of things that are less important. Good Grief airs live Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Health and Wellness. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Live Fridays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You are listening to Shift Happens with Karin Weary and Ida Serena Lee. Do you have a question or comment about today's program? If so, we'd love to hear from you. Call in to the live show at 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Or send an email to W at insightscounselingcenter.com. Remember that Karin is spelled K-A-R-I-N. Now, back to Shift Happens. Hello, everyone. Hello, my beautiful Shift Happen people. I am your host, Karen Weary. And today we are talking about how do you keep this love thing going on in your relationship? And we, we, we were just celebrating it a couple of days ago, right? On Valentine's Day. So I figure, well, why not just expound upon that? Because really, love day shouldn't be just one day a year, really. I mean, love day should be every day. It is for me in my world. Now, while we're doing this show, I just want to throw in that. I am giving myself some frequency therapy. I'm getting some vibes going on here, and I am working on my uh, job programs, which is helping me just stay more focused, be activated, be positive and alert and and all of that good stuff. And um, so frequency therapy is something that is really incredible. It's helping so many people in so many different ways. And that's something that I incorporate into the work that I do when I work with people, whether individually or, you know, over distance, whether in person. Um, and I just want to let y'all know that right now there is an incredible promotional savings going on. If you are interested in learning more about frequency uh, healing and how you get your hands on your very own individual device, reach out to me on LinkedIn, on Facebook, on my email or phone number, um, and uh, learn more about it because this thing is incredible. Uh, Just was sharing on the break of how my son, he uh, plays baseball. He's 15 and and, uh, he was at batting practice. And uh, there was uh, at this age, you know, they're throwing at 
80, 90 miles per hour. And a ball fouled off of his bat onto his shin. And, you know, that, that hurts. Um, but his adrenaline was going. So he finished up the practice and everything. And by the time he came home, uh, he was in pain. And that thing was going to was swelling up and, and not looking good. And um, so I sent him some frequencies that night and the next day a couple of times. And by the time I, I sent the uh, second round, I had notified him because we weren't together. I can do this over distance. Uh, all of us, he messaged back to me. It's like, oh my gosh, I totally forgot. I It was hurting this morning and now it's not hurting me anymore. And by the time I saw him the next day, um, we couldn't, there was no swelling, there was no bruising, um, he didn't have any pain, and when we dug around on his shin to see where the heck was this ball, because there should have been a big, you know, giant bruise for probably weeks, and all we could see were four little pink dots from where the seam of the ball had had you know, kind of dug its way into his skin, so that's just one example of what how amazing frequency therapy is. So back to making love day every day, how to make your love last, not just last as in hanging in there, <laughs> but rather making this a beautiful, deep, intimate connection where that just gets better as time goes on. I know a lot of people don't believe that they can happen, but this really is a skill set. So many of us have not been modeled good relationship skills. I know I wasn't. I mean, my dad died when I was five, and my mother was a disaster at communicating. She had heart and childhood stuff that she never resolved, which a lot of people don't, and just stay frozen and stuck in that. So it's taken a lot of work for me to uh, learn how to communicate, and sometimes it's still challenging for me, especially, you know, during conflict, because that is out of the three skills that I'm talking about, the three main keys in order to uh, develop and nurture and, and um, just create this beautiful uh, lifelong relationship is there are three pieces. One uh, is treating your partner like a good friend. Number two, which is what we're getting to, ready to dive into right now, is handling conflicts in gentle and positive ways. And then three, which we'll get to in the last segment, is having the ability to repair after conflicts and negative interactions. So, uh, so here's the thing. Uh, we now we can't avoid conflict, right? That's just impossible. Uh, there is we, we're gonna bump heads sometimes, and and that's okay. It's not about not ever getting into an argument. It's about how do we handle it. And um, so here's some of the things that uh, you know. It really helps to remember that this is somebody that you love. <laughs> that this is somebody that you care for and they have emotions, they're human being, they have faults just as all of us do. I am perfectly imperfect. I will say that all day, every day. And that's okay. It's just a matter of uh, what, what's more important is what are you doing to make yourself better every day? That's, that's my goal every day is that hopefully by the end of the day, I have done something that makes me better. I kind of, uh, you know, not brush off to kind of, I, I keep thinking of the word in Danish, 
That's not going to help y'all. Um, to polish the sharp edges is so that I get smoother and smoother. And, and as I get smoother, as I smooth out the rough edges of myself, it's easier for me to roll on through life, if you will. And um, so a couple of things that's really important is uh, to avoid criticism and blame. This is something that many of us jump right into, right? Uh, and instead, focus on your needs, as in being assertive and asking for what it is that you would like. Doesn't mean that you're getting it. It doesn't mean demanding it because nobody owes you anything. Um, so there are a couple of uh, s- specific ways of saying thing that really should just be could just be erased out of your vocabulary. And those are you never and you always. <laughs> First of all, we are not focusing on this moment right here. That's what we call kitchen sinking. It's like, oh, you always do this or you never help clean the house. Uh, How you can change that around where you're focusing more on what you need and what you're asking for and where you're being assertive and you're not criticizing or blaming because when you're not criticizing and you're not blaming, you're being assertive it's much easier to hear. You're much more likely to get cooperation. And uh, you're not stirring, you're not throwing fuel on a fire, whether there was a fire initially or not, you're not throwing fuel, fuel on it. There could be some little, some little um, embers that once you throw that fuel on there, it's going to spark, right? Not a good idea. Instead, what you could say as an example, because it's always good to have some specific examples, so, hey, hey, the house needs cleaning, and I really would appreciate your help. Can you help me out right now? That sounds a lot better than you never help clean the house. That's just somebody who's pointing their fingers, and you're, you're when you hear that, you're going to already be on defense. You're not likely to want to help because that was kind of rude, wasn't it? <laughs> now, here's one of the things that the researchers found, what doctors John and Julie Gottman found and their team of researchers, that at the core, what they found was that masters of relationships, meaning those people who had skills, and these are skills, it's not something you're just born with, they maintained a positive attitude while they were in conflict um, by listening to their partners and they listen to their partners. And here's the thing. When you really listen, you put your own agenda on the shelf while you're listening. It's a skill and it takes some practice. And so, so they do that without criticizing the other person because this is something that often happens right away. Is that, oh, but you never do this immediately, right? They listen without becoming defensive. It's like, oh, I never did that. And I had to do, I had to go take care of the kids and this, that, and the other. They don't jump into that. Uh, they also don't shut down. Now, this was something that happened in with my mother when growing up. She was a master at shutting down. There was no, this conversation was going absolutely nowhere. It was complete lockdown, <laughs> which was so frustrating so unbelievably frustrating. Uh, that was, 
that kind of behavior really uh, does not lend itself to go anywhere, <laughs> not anywhere positive. What they do is masters that relationships in conflict. What they do is they um, they also don't act superior. Like I'm better than you. It's like oh oh here's one thing that really is throwing fuel on the fire. Where they uh, where somebody starts laughing at you know you're having a sensitive moment and it's something that uh, is triggered you. It's like oh yeah I'm not that sensitive or you know oh why are you making such a big deal out of this. And that's not being kind and gentle and listening because there's a reason why you may not understand why this is upsetting me right now, but there is a reason. And sometimes, sometimes people don't know why. And this is where the work that I do with people individually comes in because the reason why we, we get triggered and we flare up and we sometimes have reactions that we don't necessarily understand why and we're not necessarily proud of them, but it's because that you, you just kind of touch some raw nerve endings of, of some trauma that happened in the past. And, then, and when I talk about trauma, if you've ever heard me before, I'm not just talking about, oh, you went to war and you're, you're a war hero, you came back and you had PTSD from that. That is a big T trauma obviously, but we all have little T traumas where, you know, we, when we were little, we thought our mom left us or, or, you know, we were bullied or whatever kind of thing. Somebody made a remark that just hit us that in that moment in the wrong way. And the thing is that everything in those moments get frozen exactly the way they were experienced right then and there in that time. And that's how it stays in your brain and in your body and in your emotions until it is processed. And that's what I do. I help process it so it's gone and it's done and you don't get triggered anymore. And that's where when I work with couples, many times I do like to work with the couples individually to flush out some of that stuff so that when we get together as a couple, then you don't have all those raw nerve endings that are getting triggered by the other all the time. So it's so much easier to do this work uh, when, when that has happened. But that's just me and how I work with people. Now, what they do instead, the masters of relationships, what they do is they stay in mutual respect. That I respect that you may have a different reaction. You have a different uh, life background than I do. You have experienced things different than I have. It's stored differently in your body. Uh, they, they maintain humor. They have an interest and openness, um, you know, um, and they accept influence, meaning, okay, so uh, so I may not understand why you're re re reacting this way, but as long as I stay open and interested in you, I want to know more because I love you and uh, I, I want to understand why was it that you had this reaction and then I can accept that. Oh, okay. Well, maybe you have maybe you have a thought there. Maybe it's a maybe you, that perspective is something I will consider for sure, and um, and they will acknowledge the other person. This is the thing that's infuriating when you don't get acknowledged. It's just you know again waved off like you're not important when it doesn't happen. So being acknowledged, that right there can take the air out of the balloon right there, and can diffuse a whole situation. 
again, you don't have to understand why, when, where, and all that stuff to acknowledge. And they, um, yeah, so they, they acknowledge the masters, they acknowledge their partner's feelings and ideas, and that is so powerful. And what they found also, research-based, was that masters at relationships, they have a positive to negative ratio of interactions of five to one, meaning for every one negative uh, experience that they have encounter, there are five positive encounters minimum. So that's a lot. When you think about, you know, your love bank, like you think about your money bank, (laughs) this is where you want to have a lot more positive going in so that you can pay for the the things, the discrepancies that that are going to happen inadvertently. Now, the disasters, on the other hand, they had a positive to negative ratio of 0.8 to 1. They had less positive uh, interactions than the, than the, uh, negative interactions. So obviously, they're going in, in deep debt real quick. And here's a, a really interesting quote from Dr. John Gottman. Conflict is an opportunity to learn how to love each other better over time. I'm just going to let that one sink in a little bit. And I want to repeat it. Because when I read this, this quote, uh, that really made a deep impression on me. And I thought back over my relationships and when relationships are handled, I mean, when conflict is handled in a gentle way, it is so true. So I'm going to read it again. The quote goes, conflict is an opportunity to learn how to love each other better over time. And why is that? Because when we really listen to the, our partner and we are understanding and we acknowledge our partner's ideas and feelings and, and respect them and accept their influence, we get to know them on a deeper level. You get to know, oh, so this is why, you know, you get upset when this happens. I, I, now I know and, and I'm going to keep that in my memory bank because it's important. I don't want to have you have this negative experience with me. And now I know how to love you better because I know more about you on a deeper level. So that is just so beautiful. And uh, I encourage you to try it out. Now, we are going to roll into another set of messages real quick. And when we come back for the last segment, we are going to talk about how to have successful repair after conflict. We will be right back after these short messages. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Insights Dramatic Weight Loss Coaching Program is a transformational program healing you from the inside out so you can finally achieve your healthy weight for good by resolving the underlying reason why you've been holding on to the weight. The program features nine transformational individual sessions. You'll rebuild gut health and reduce inflammation. It's not a diet. Instead, you'll learn how to make peace with food and develop clean eating as a lifestyle. Visit InsightsCounselingCenter.com to find out more. Healy is a holistic wellness device used to balance and support the body's bioenergetic field. 
It can analyze imbalances on our physical, mental, emotions, and energetic fields and recommends programs and frequencies to bring them back into balance. For your complimentary analysis, contact Karin Weary at 386-848-5170. Visit her website at insightscounselingcenter.com or reach out to her at karinw at insightscounselingcenter.com. Functional Medicine with Dr. Robbins looks at how natural healing and biological dentistry can safely and effectively treat most health problems. You'll hear about the innovations in both traditional and alternative medicine therapies with doctors and dentists, along with discussions with chiropractors, medical experts, homeopaths, naturopaths, and energetic healers. It's great to have all the best information in one place. And Functional Medicine with Dr. Robbins brings it all together. Listen Thursdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, on Voice of America Health and Wellness. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to Shift Happens with Karin Weary and Ida Serena Lee. Do you have a question or comment about today's program? If so, we'd love to hear from you. Call in to the live show at 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Or send an email to karinw at insightscounselingcenter.com. Remember that Karin is spelled K-A-R-I-N. Now, back to Shift Happens. Hello, and yes, we are indeed back with Shift Happens, making more shift happen in your relationship so we can go ahead and keep that love vibe going forever and ever, right? Because who needs to go through more heartbreak? Who couldn't benefit from the warmth of a deep, intimate connection with another human being that, as I always say, Come home to a warm, soft place after you've been out in the world, slaying dragons, whatever it is that you do, Um, and then come home and just be able to just, okay, I'm done performing for the world. Not that I'm not being me, but it's still, there's work. You have to perform. You have to do things. And to be able to just go home and just be, you know, that is a beautiful thing. And you know, avoid all the heartbreak of the relationships coming and going and all that good stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. And relationships that are disasters, as Dr. John Gottman uh, termed those people, um, are so incredibly stressful. And you know, if you've ever listened to Shift Happens before, how we talk about that stress is the root of all evil. It's the root of all chronic illnesses. It is the root of mental um, disrepair, literally all the way down to our cells. Our cells you know, become inflamed when we're under chronic stress because our brain is always shooting that cortisol. Our bodies were not designed to be in constant bathing in cortisol. <laughs> Our bodies were designed to go into distress and come right back out of it. Uh, just like out in nature where, you know, a zebra gets chased by a lion and then the lion catches somebody else, you know, and whew, okay, I made it through this one and off we go. We can start eating grass again or whatever zebras do. <laughs> That's how we are designed as well. 
So even our telomeres, which are the little little kind of like ends of the DNA crisscrossy, you know, X's, uh, our, our little ends of those, they have uh, little protection caps, if you will, that are called telomeres. Long-term high levels of stress makes those telomeres shrink and shrink because the telomeres are part of what determines our longevity. How long do we live? How uh, how are we? Um, how healthy are we? All those kinds of things. So, being a disaster at relationships is slow suicide, if you will, and you really. really sucky to be with as well for everybody else for your kids for your partner for everyone so stop being a grump stop being a disaster at relationships how about picking up some really juicy beautiful wonderful skills so after a conflict we even the masters of relationships have conflict because we're human beings we're perfectly imperfect we are not going to not ever have conflict being a master at relationship is not about not having negative interactions or having conflict. Of course, less is better, but you're going to have it. And that's okay. As long as we know how do we come back from it. And one of the things, one of the biggest pieces that you must take responsibility for at least part of it. It's never only one-sided. <laughs> and I've been in disasters of relationships before and the worst one was definitely never ever willing to take responsibility it was always oh yeah it's your fault and it was kind of a joke you know when we were not in distress but it was how this person operated and it was not cool it did not last thank god (laughs) and really repairing successfully after conflict is the most important relationship skill. Um, and and here is the thing. If you didn't hear the quote before, uh, before the last set of messages, conflict really truly can deepen intimacy and bring couples closer. Sounds strange, doesn't it? Because you get to learn a lot more. You know, if you hadn't listened to the to the previous you not previous show, the previous segments, you want to scroll back because this is all really important. These are important pieces of becoming a master of, of relationships. Now, this skill of repairing successfully really does uh, depend on you must have, um, you know, uh, the. It depends on the strength of your your friendship, and that was the first key to uh, the being a master at, at relationships. Because here's the thing: is that distressed couples they have as many repair attempts as happy couples do. The difference is that the attempts they don't work because for the people who are disasters at relationships because the partner does not feel close. They don't feel accepted. They don't feel safe. And that's one of the things also in a, a healthy relationship is to create the cone of safety, if you will, that the whole relationship is in the cone of safety, right? Um, so I have some specific examples and actually, um, Again, because it's always much easier to understand and relate when you have something very concrete and specific. So going back to my uh, favorite 
movie right now, at least, is it's, it's called Always Be My Maybe. Go watch it. It's hilarious. There's a restaurant scene in there with Kenny Reeves that cracks me up every single time. It's one of those super high gourmet <laughs> really, uh, restaurants that I've never been to because the bill for four people was $6,400. You know, it's just ridiculous. But anyway, um, so... So the the main character, she breaks up with this one jerk of a guy that she was with. And uh, so she's with her childhood friend, which they have, you know, they have feelings for each other. They just never got around to telling each other at the time. And uh, and so they're at this restaurant. And, um, and so she's, you know, letting all of her frustration out. And this, that, and the other, I just, I'm going to you know, in my life alone in a big giant house where the silence is just deafening. And she's had this long monologue and, and he just looks at her. And, and then when she finally finishes, he goes, they are there. And she goes, they are there. Is that all you got? And he goes, there was more in the beginning, but I forgot by the time you finished. And, and he, she cracked up. So right there, using humor is wonderful humor is always beautiful so let me go in here because i pulled up this gottman repair list and i love this list never saw it before so this was perfect um timing for me to also learn more and find new resources for myself and my clients so they divided this up into six different categories of examples of statements to say to your partner and they're divided up into I feel statements, sorry statements, get to yes statements, I need to calm down statements, stop action statements, and I appreciate statements. So here's some examples in the I feel statements. I'm getting scared. Please say that more gently. Did I do something wrong? Uh, And sounds like it's all my fault. I feel criticized. Can you rephrase, rephrase that? Those are some of the I feel. So what that is, is uh, taking responsibility for my feelings and and stating clearly how I feel. And so that way you're not pointing and criticizing and blaming. Now, some examples from the sorry category of repair statements. My reactions were too extreme. Sorry. I really blew that one. Let me try again. I want to be gentler to you right now, and I don't know how. That could be a pause, right? So, so those are some some really uh, good ones. Let's see. Oh, in the sorry category, they also have this example. What you're saying is, and then this is a great one because this way you get to check out whether or not you understood what they were really saying because so many times problems in a relationship is because we misunderstood something or we've something went through our filter that that you know is based on our experiences so we didn't get what they were actually saying another one uh in the get to yes uh examples are you're starting to convince me Uh, Let's compromise here. Let's find our common ground. I think your point of view makes sense. So this is soft, right? It feels good to hear some of these things. Um, Here are some examples from I need to calm down. Can you make things safer for me? Tell me you love me. Can I have a kiss? Can I take that back? 
please be gentler with me. Please help me calm down. And this is where, for example, this, this would be good to know what your partner's love language is. For example, for me, it's touch. Uh, you know, touch is something that always makes me feel better and makes me feel safe, you know. So that one is always a good one. Uh, and another one is, can we take a break? Or can we talk about something else for a while? So that's, you know, I need to calm down. I'm getting flooded. So uh, if I can calm down, then I can get my brain back and I can think with my full brain rather than just my right side brain that has to do with emotions. Now, uh, some examples in the stop action uh, category of the Gottman Repair Checklist are, I might be wrong here. Please let's stop for a while. Um, Give me a moment. I'll be back. I'm feeling flooded. And feeling flooded means when you uh, are feeling overwhelmed by emotions and usually not good emotions. Um, Hang in there. Don't withdraw. I want to change the topic. We're getting off track. So those are some some stop action examples. So the last category is I appreciate. I know this isn't your fault. My part of the problem is I see your point. Uh, We're both saying, have you ever had that? You're arguing about something and then it turns out that you just have different ways of saying the same thing and you actually were on the same side and you were arguing because you you didn't understand how your partner was saying things. It's so funny. Well, not so funny, but funny. Uh, um, I love you. I understand. Those are always good ones. I am thankful for. One thing I admire about you is I see what you're talking about. And this is not your problem. It's our problem. So here you're you're getting back into uh, we are a couple, we're a pair. So that's how you can go ahead and keep these love vibes going, not just on one day a year, but every day, every year for the rest of your life. So go out there, shine your beautiful inner light and Provide the world with what you can. These relationship skills are not just in with intimate partners. They, these are things that can be used if you're an employer, uh, with your coworkers, with your kids, because you are modeling this for everyone who's around you. It's so incredibly powerful. So once again, practice these skills. Go back and share this episode with everybody because everybody needs to learn these skills to make the world a better place. I love you all and I'll see you and talk to you next week. Thank you so much for tuning in to Shift Happens. Please join host Karin Weary and Ida Serena Lee for another edition of our program next Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time and 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. We wish you continued success as you discover the true you.